STEM Fatal Podcasts. It's just Emma Dilemma again this week with another short story. Lately, you know, I've been dreaming of traveling, watching a lot of food and travel shows on Netflix, and really missing life before 2020, like so many of you out there, I'm sure. So I was quite excited when this week during my research, I found another woman with a penchant for exploration and travel and just an interest in in getting out there. And this woman is Jimena Quiros, and she was the first oceanographer in Spain, whose career was cut short, unfortunately, due to the political chaos of her time. But she nevertheless accomplished some great things. And much of my story for this week comes from a blog post in Oceanicus written by Pablo Lozano, who talked to Jimena's nephew, I think, to get a lot of the information for this story. So, so let's get into it. Jimena Quiros, full name Jimena Quiros Fernandez Iteo, was born on December 4th, 1899 in Almeria, a sou- southeastern city in Spain, that's located right on the Mediterranean Sea. So we can see a little bit already where she might have gotten her interest in oceanography from growing up in such a beautiful area. Her father was an engineer, but left her family not long after Jimena was born. And so she and her siblings were raised by her mother who operated a private school in Almeria. Upon finishing high school, Jimena moved to Madrid to study science at the Central University, which is now known as Universidad Complutense Madrid, in case anyone's ever been there or heard of that. While there, she lived in a woman's residence, which was home to many famous minds of the time, and by 1919, her interest in marine sciences had peaked, and so she took a course titled Microscopy techniques applied to plankton at the central laboratories of the Instituto Español de Oceanografía. Sorry, my Spanish accent is so, so bad, but I'm trying my best. And this was, was, and I think still is, Spain's premier institute of oceanography. After her course, Jimena began working as an assistant in the chemistry library of the institute, And that next summer, the directors sent her to Santander Marine Laboratory to do some prep work for a new oceanographic campaign. And during her senior year at the university, she took courses in oceanography and sea chemistry. In 1921, she received her science degree with an extraordinary award in the natural section. Okay. Upon graduation, she obtained a position on the oceanographic campaign she had completed prep work for the previous summer. This was a month-long trip on one of the king's yachts named Hiralda. The campaign was led by French oceanographers, specifically Julien Thule. My French accent is even worse than my Spanish accent. 
And it was traveling along the, the Spanish coast for that whole month, basically. So Jimena wasn't always on the boat, but she would get on and spend a few days here and there as an assistant on the ship to the naturalists and oceanographers. And this job officially made Jimena the first Spanish oceanographer, or more technically, the first Spanish scientist on an oceanographic campaign. And soon after, despite some opposition, she became the first woman hired by the Spanish Institute of Oceanography when she was hired officially to work as an assistant to a laboratory in the institute. In 1922, she began working on mollusks, and in 1923, she became the first Spanish woman to publish a paper, Marine Science, when she published her paper, Some Edible Mollusks from the Province of Malaga, in which she described over 40 species of mollusks and their development and distribution in natural history. After these studies, she moved back to Madrid and became a professor of zoology, biology, geology, and mineralogy at Central University, where she would teach classes in um, some of those subjects. In the summers, though, she would continue to take classes in marine science or assist in marine laboratories. One summer, she traveled to France to work at the Roscoff Biological Station, and in 1926, she received a scholarship to study at Columbia University in, the New, York, in New York City, the New York City, in New York City, where she studied physical geography of the atmosphere and the oceans. Jimena also became heavily involved in various women's rights movements and socialist political groups during this time. She would give lectures on civil rights, participate in rallies, and generally organize groups of people to gain support for various socialist initiatives of that time. And in 1931, women in Spain finally gained the right to vote. In 1932, Jimena was hired to collect oceanographic data of the Cantabrian Sea. She first reviewed previous data to see, you know, what she was getting into, and found that there were a ton of method methodological errors in previous sampling efforts in the bay that she will she would be working in. So she first had to reconfigure sampling methods for the area before setting out to do her sampling. And she only had a few months to do all of this because of the seasonality um, and just the timing of, of her research. Once she set out to do the sampling, she was met with even more difficulties, namely very bad weather and, you know, almost dying on ships that were almost capsized numerous times. Eventually, however, she came back with her report, which included almost as many observations as the previous four years worth of observations, and plus they were more accurate observations given the new method methods she had developed. She only then needed to complete calculations based on these observations after returning. However, the only available calculators, which were um, actual calculation tables at that time, were being used by somebody else and she could not access them. So when it came time to submit the report, she was not ready. And so her superior actually filed a report against her, a legal report, which eventually led to her removal from the Department of Oceanography. Jimena disputed this with the Ministry of the Navy, who ran the Institute of Oceanography, 
and they actually eventually supported her by confirming her to a position as assistant to the Department of Oceanography. Hi, kitty. Well, hello. Got a really nice mama cat here. She's saying hi to me. <laughs> She's like, tell me about Jimena. Okay. However, her boss filed an appeal that would lead to a second long legal battle. While that began, Jimena finally got a hold of the calculation tables and finished her report. When her case went to trial in when her new case went to trial in June of 1934, the judge found again that the charges against her did not stand up, which included this time charges that due to her condition, aka being a woman, she was not capable of completing oceanographic research, which obviously she was because she had already done it. And Jimena had also provided the judge in the court with evidence of all the work she had done and evidence that she did not receive the calculators on time to finish her report. So essentially, she spent about four or five years fighting these long legal battles based on one report. It's crazy. These guys just did not want her to continue working there for whatever reason. This experience naturally led her to seek out other opportunities as she was clearly not welcomed at that time at the Institute of Oceanography. Eventually, she found a position as a professor of natural history at the new National Institute of Bilbao. But after teaching for a semester, she wanted to return to the Oceanographic Institute. And at the same time, she became a board of directors for the National Geographic Society of Spain. Despite the seeming resolution of all this drama in the early 1930s for her, uh, a new, even more serious drama would finally end her career as an oceanographer. In 1936, fearing the rise of socialism in Europe, the right-wing members of the Spanish military began a revolt against the leftist Republican government, a government that Jimena had supported for some time. At least she was a member of the same party and had been fairly politically active throughout the 20s and 30s. With this, the new leaders took away her position at the Institute of Oceanography and assigned her to teach high school science. While she tried multiple times to get her position back, sometimes being a little bit successful, she was officially dismissed in 1940. It was no longer allowed to work at the Institute of Oceanography. And the reason for this was that the new nationalist-led Ministry of the Navy um, who had taken over the government uh, at the end of the Spanish Civil War in 1939, they cited her radical socialist past as to why she was no longer allowed to work at the Institute of Oceanography, even though that had not stopped her from successfully working at the Institute of Oceanography previously. This was, these were the new people in charge for quite some time, and um, this ruling would last for the next 20 years. So for the next 20 or so years, she taught science and she cared for her mother. In 1930, uh, sorry, in 1966, she again fought for recognition of her service to the Institute of Oceanography, and she finally received that recognition in 1969 when she was 70 years old. At this point, she was obviously retired, but 
I think she was allowed to receive payments for her service um, in the Institute. She passed away in 1983 and is survived by her nephew, who again told much of this story to Pablo Lozano and is the reason why we get to know about Jimena Quiroz at all. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy another little short story here. As always, um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. And thank you to Artichoke for music and Caitlin Friesen for our art. And I and Emlyn and Spirit hope that you go stimulate yourself. Bye. By circa 1820, she ran a fossil store. She put the bones together for the and science was